McCauley, Zach Rothenberger, Jack Hatcherbone kicking off a cold, snowy Thursday evening here in the Philadelphia area, which, I mean, it's ground zero in the sports world, I feel like. And, you know, Chad, uh, Sam, as you jumped on before, you know, a little pre, pre-show chit-chat. Uh, yeah, I'm proud of you for putting that up. Yeah, I mean, one last go-around. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I gave, I gave him the jersey – I as in gave him. I wore the jersey the last game of the season as one more go around for him, kind of knowing that that was going to be the end of it. Um, it's been a weird couple of months with him, but like uh, he, every time he played in the jersey, he gave it his all, and you, you have to respect that. It's the guy who threw a touchdown pass on a torn ACL. <laughs> exactly. Yep. But all right, I'll there's a lot. It's funny to that point. Look, look at how much I have right here. Like this is just notes on one trade. I can't. Remember. I was actually thinking about that. I was like, holy Christ! Like it's one page of a full trade notes. Like you just don't see that. And like, I mean, Zach, you got your Giants hat on. I know you're 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 feeling some type of way about today. But no. But but and on a more serious note, I know um, it's 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 an interesting. It's a we have an interesting blend on this show because Chad, I know like, and that's the thing that's that's great. You know, with the conversations like with with you, Joe P, John, like today, right? Like, and my dad, like very like very sober fans, like right? Like you know what's going on. Like I don't think, and I'm sure you're gonna have this take later on. Like obviously, there's a lot to unravel, but like this isn't like an earth shattering moment, right? Like in time, right? Like there's a lot of like there's a lot of issues inside the Eagles. We'll get to them. Carson Wentz obviously had some of his issues last year, and now he's going to a different setting, which we'll get to about that, and we'll talk about his issues, right? Like, so we'll get to the whole thing. We'll unravel all that. Um, and I'll tell you, to that point, I'll just tease the whole show, guys. Uh, and then spring training, getting kicked off, little pitchers and catchers, Chad. I know you're yeah. excited about that as a, as a former <laughs> catcher yourself. Um, and, and then March Madness starts four weeks from today. That's pretty exciting. That's pretty – I'm excited. Uh, and then Lake Tahoe, NHL. Well, let's do some hockey talk. We haven't done that. Um, in a minute, and then also, I love. See, this is the best part about our listeners, like all of them, whether it's the chat, you know, on social media. Um, it's really cool reconnecting with Dan Lekowitz, reaching out to us, uh, Zach from from the Shanahan days, and he had a really cool idea for for a talking point tonight, which I absolutely love. And this is what I wish I love from the listeners, like, yeah, I absolutely want to hear all this different stuff, um, and like feedback, suggestions, like all that cool stuff, because this is a really cool segment. So. We, we obviously were talking about on Monday, or sorry, I guess when we are you know, normally we do the show on Monday, but we did it on Tuesday this week. But the this whole idea of like if we could go to a certain event in you know the world or whatever, right? Like that whole back and forth we did. So he had a cool idea of like what's one of the best uh, traditions in sports and one of the worst. So we'll break all that down and have a, a great show. But I'll tell you, you know what? Let's let's get a little clickbait going. Zach, you want to get us started here? <clears throat> Yeah, why not? Mine's pretty pretty plain Jane. I mean, this is something that I feel like I see it every year, though. Uh, it was regarding <laughs> the Yankees, and it was, you know, Boone's confident that the Yankees the championship roster. I mean, first of all, what is he supposed to say? I mean, like, like no, we're not wearing it this year. Like, I don't care if you're the worst team in the league. You're going to have to have – you need that mindset, right, like going into it, like that you have a chance to, to win or go deep. So I just don't know why it's a it's a headline flash, even on ESPN, like – Every team probably says the same thing. So because it's the Yankees, I guess they have to throw it out there because it's the Yankees. So I don't know. Nothing earth shattering, yeah. but it's just annoying. It's that's just the typical beginning of spring training, like yeah. Yeah, good team, and you're searching for things to to, to ask about. So uh, that's where those type of answers come from. Yeah. What he should have said is, if we can stay healthy, then we have a chance to win the championship. Damn it. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's like when you go on your local news website and there's an article saying, like, they're stalling the roads for the storm tomorrow. It's like, okay, like, of course. Oh, really? <laughs> really? How about that? You know, it's the same idea. I, but um, it, it's funny, too, because I'm looking at, like, Chad and I, like, our clickbaits. It's, like, Carson Wentz related. Would you Would you believe it? By the way, what's going on? Rick, you got him cooking in the chat already. We, we, we got to hear from the chat. Gonna, this would be, a, obviously, a hot one. Um, with all the Carson Wentz stuff and, and us being located in the Philadelphia area. And, you know, it's this is going to be a live one tonight, folks. Um, but anyway, so to that point, and you know, it's funny. I want to I I hear from the Aussies, dude. Zach, can you give us a little backdrop real quick before we just dive in? Let's just get sidetracked for a split second then before we rev up our engines on the Carson Wentz thing. Yeah, I know the the, uh, the Aussies have showed us a lot of love over in Australia. We're on their, their all-time rankings list, you know, on the, on the podcast charts. So, you know, we, we appreciate – the love from uh, across across the the pond, I guess if you want to call it, that's on the Pacific side. It's a big pond, and that's uh, huge. Yeah, it's like the yeah. Longwood Gardens thing. Australia is on my, one of my list of places to, to get to, so you know maybe we'll we, we can arrange big, something. Big Ben Simmons guy here too, so that, that's yeah, all. yeah. That's I didn't even think about that. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, think about that. Our, that's our bucket list for the show. We got to do a show in Australia at one point. There we go. And it's not Melbourne; it's Melbourne. I heard that's how you say it. So, you know, yeah. There you go. A little fun fact for us. We, we're, English is like, we're very bad at speaking. Like, everyone, everyone gets on us. Like, we're, we pronunciate stuff horribly. Yeah. Like, what does John mean? Like, oh, <laughs> I, I actually still don't know. But, um, all right. Well, yeah, right. Ball to it. This John Carson Wentz is no more. All right, there you go. That was horrible. But, all right, let's, I, I tried Chad. And it's funny because that's your Twitter handle, Breaking John, which I, which yes. I like. Or Breaking well, Chad. It's breaking which, Chad. And then, it, yeah, John's 316. Okay, there you go. So, all right, that's a lot of work. Right well, that, that, that dates back to you like this because you, you were all into when I was a big uh, John Janini guy. Oh, yeah. Any, anytime in La, at LaSalle, we would just replace anything John with John. So, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, like, it, it's, it, I'm one of, I think, like three people that still have it in our Twitter, Twitter handles <laughs> or bios, but like, I mean, John three sixteen, like that's not really a lot of style. So yeah, no, that's that's, that's perfect. I think it's really good. Um, all right, let's let's jump into this. So, all right, just chat. Our clickbaits are pretty much in the same avenue. Do you want to just? I'll let you go first though with yours. So mine uh, was Brendan Deeg, um, who tweeted out: Carson Wentz was the most talented quarterback Philadelphia has ever had. And Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie completely blew it. So, second half of that, completely true. Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie did completely blow it. But let's take a huge halt on the first half there as Carson Wentz being touted as the most talented quarterback in Philadelphia history. Um, Donovan McNabb, he went to, what was that, five NFC Championship games and a Super Bowl? Granted, he didn't win any of them, but like to go to that many and play in that many playoff games, had to be doing something with his quarterback. And mind you, he had one season, one season, that was it, where he had better wide receivers than Carson Wentz had his time here. And during that season, it was Terrell Owens, and he got hurt, what was that, week seven, eight, and didn't play again until the Super Bowl. So realistically, he had like half a season with a better wide receiver than Wentz. Um, so that's number one, Randall Cunningham and Ron Jaworski right off the top of the head as well. And we didn't draft him, but you might forget Michael Vick played in this, in this town too. Like 
that guy's one of the best dual threat quarterbacks of all time. So that is just clickbait, clickbait, clickbait. Like it's it's not even close. Like what is it? Like exactly. (laughs) Like so. What, like is, gonna, is that is, you know if everyone agrees is Carson Wentz going to come back all of a sudden like you know <laughs> yeah I don't he's know. talented he's talented but he's not the most talented <sighs> well also, I'll just keep the Carson Wentz uh, mobile going here with uh, I, this is like I don't remember the clickbait but it's just one of those like kind of trolling I guess this is back in June 2019. Uh, the quote was by no means is the work done we're just getting started Carson Wentz him and Doug shaking hands. Vibes were high. <laughs> Not anymore. Um, <laughs> I mean, considering they're both gone. I mean, seriously, I like we can sit here and be like, "Oh my god!" Like, could you imagine when the coronavirus started that this has happened? Like, right, right, but like, come on, like, let's. I, I just can't believe it. I can't believe it. It, it. Right? It's it's unbelievable. And then real quick, actually, let's get back real quick to your clickbait because Joe had a good uh, comment in the chat too that, you know, Donovan and Carson's numbers like in the first five years were actually pretty similar. Like, so like this idea, like, so let's kind of, I'll put that, like, let's flow this into like kind of this idea that I want to just kind of kick it to you, chat here. So like, like how big of a trade is this, right? Like, so and I'm going to just kind of throw like nine things on your plate. So just get ready to start juggling because there's this whole like, oh, like Carson Wentz got trade. The world needs to stop. Right. But at the same point, like you just look at what Joe was saying, that him and Donovan's numbers were, were relatively identical for the first five years. You only had one bidder in the Colts. Hence why this kind of just stalled out like an animal that like should have been put down two weeks ago. But like for whatever reason, they weren't like this is one of those things to me where I step back. And I, I don't I don't know what to think. Like, because like, at the one hand, I think he's going to do pretty well with Indianapolis. But at the same point, like it's fair to kick back and say, like, was he the problem? Like, 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 where, like, just make sense and actually just make sense of all that. <laughs> it's just true. Take all the balls and start juggling them. Go ahead, because I believe in you, fellas. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, it was, <laughs> it, it was definitely drawn out, um, and it was, it was uh, a long time coming. Which is why, <clears throat> excuse me, why I don't understand, like the explosion from Twitter and, 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 and any of the other social mediums, because we knew this was going to happen. Like we talked about this on the show the other day and Zach was even saying that he thought it was going to go even longer and it still will be going even longer for people like Deshaun Watson. Um, but like, we know what's happening. It's not like a surprise. This didn't just come out of nowhere. And all of a sudden he was traded. Um, like we knew it was going to happen. So that part I'm still very confused on. But as for, for him going to the Colts and, and probably going to be pretty good, I, I, I think you're right. And the reason I think you're right is because he pretty much showed us last year that he's a very good quarterback, but the very good quarterback ends when he has absolutely nothing around him. Now, you might be like, well, what, what does that mean? Like, it's very hard for any quarterback to be good when he has nothing around him. Aaron Rodgers comes to my head as someone that's like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, no, he, I'm going to stop he, you there because how it does many, matter. Well, okay, but he did. Oh. He Rodgers never had the season once had. He was never the worst quarterback in the NFL. No, that's fair. So, like that. That's just that's just where well, I'm at with he, it. Like, here's the thing. Like, not to interrupt. I'm looking at this B-roll of him like right now, like, making these throws, and I'm just like, why did they? Like, why did this couple break up? Like, they had one fight, like when they were hammered, and it's like, like it happens. Okay, it was an ugly fight. Like they shoved each other or whatever. Like you can't still 
Like, how is this not like? How do they not fix this? Well, because I think it goes, it goes like layers, uh, or has layers, I should say. Um, it's it wasn't just quarterback and coach. It was quarterback and coach. It was quarterback and GM. It was the media against the quarterback. It was the fans against the quarterback. And when you bring all of that together, it, it's very hard to succeed. Like if you went to, to work every single day and you had problems with your boss, you can get over that. Like we all have it. it it's happened to all of us. Like you just deal with it. That's life, right? But if you went into work every day and your boss hated you and all your coworkers hated you and then all the people, all your clients that you worked with hated you, you would just be saying like, screw this. Like, I need to find a new job. I need to go somewhere else. Like, this is not going to ever work for me. And even if like one or two of those things improve, I'm still dealing with like four other things, other people that are still very mad at me. So it, it was just one of those things where I don't think Howie getting fired would have done anything for, for Wentz's confidence on the Eagles. And I don't think Doug's firing did anything for, for Wentz's confidence on the Eagles. So it was just going to be another horrible year for him if he stayed on this team. Zach, sorry, let me let you, like, I, like, please, like, you're you're in this. You're like the, the stepchild in this is the Giants fan where you're just like, I have a say, but, like, you're not – like you're not, there's no blood, obviously, but you're very much impacted by what's going on in this family of the NFC East, if you will. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with with everything Chad said. I mean, I it was just one of those situations that was extremely toxic, and I'll try to piece together another brilliant relationship analogy like you like you, Karen. But it's almost <laughs> like you're in a relationship, you fight once, and then there's friends starting rumors and going behind your back, saying all this stuff, lying, and, and you know, constantly faced and all that sort of stuff, and it's just it's extremely toxic. And I think. I think it had to, had to end, and I think, you know, I think Wentz is going to be just a nice, fresh start. It's going to be probably, you know, greener pastures for him reuniting with, with Frank Reich, you know, the, the offensive coordinator. They seem to have a really good relationship, and uh, the offensive line that he's got in Indy is one of the best in the league, so that's going to be well, and the, and the And the running game, that's, that's yeah. another thing. Yeah. Like, in 2017, where, when he had that breakout year, yeah, Miles Sanders wasn't on the team, but we had when, – when Jay Ajayi – like join the team mid mid season, we had three pretty solid running backs in Ajayi, like Eric Blunt, and then Corey Clement, who hasn't been mm -hmm. a shell of himself since 2017, looked like he was going to be one of the best rookie running backs to, like the Eagles have had in a long time. Much like the Colts with a three headed running attack with with Hines, Mack, and I, I think I'm not sure if any of those guys are free agents. And, well, and then obviously Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we didn't see Mack. Right, but obviously injury, got this but, year. Yeah, he's going to be um, back. Yeah. But and, and looking at the chat too, uh, from always number one fan of the Twitch chat. So like asking the question of like, was this more that Wentz wanted to move on from the Eagles, or the Eagles wanted to move on from Wentz? And and from what I heard from just like oh, before I was watching a little bit of, uh, you know, like the Eagles trade special on on NBC Philly with Barkan and, and like the uh, the Eagles crew basically, and John Clark essentially paid like and this is but I'm gonna almost flow this into a talking point too. It almost makes it sound like it's a relationship. Like the Eagles didn't want to do this. Like they had to though. And like, it was better for everybody. It was a clean break. Like they basically are talking about this. Like it's a high school relationship where it's like one person's going to one school and the other person's going to the other. And it had to be a clean break. Like, you know, like what, like all that, like it, to me, like the, I keep sitting here saying like, why couldn't it work? And I'll tell you why it couldn't work because of the GM. Right, like, and, and, and Joe had such a good point. We were talking about this earlier. He was saying, like, right, like, the coach is gone. The franchise quarterback, quote-unquote, is gone. 
like basically if you want to put this into like a, a pie of like thirds why is why did the gm why is that third stay like if it was that bad where you just had to basically clean everybody out and i'm sure like Ertz obviously be gone and, and kelsey might be gone right like and they're gonna make a lot more moves this is the first domino to fall for the eagles offseason but the biggest pie but obviously the first and to me it's like why does howie roseman stay because how can like look here like like look at this first of all like there's so many different ways to look at this, but like there's like I'll pull up some tweets here. So you look at this, like, you know, they chose once over foals, they give them 120. I mean, like, right, like I don't have to go through this whole thing with you guys. You understand, like, just all I keep thinking is like whether this guy's drafted poor co- or picked poor coaches, Chad. Like, how, like how, the way I look at it is usually you fire a GM when there's made mistakes made throughout like the roster, the coaching staff, like all those things. Like the guy doesn't get to pick like, a couple different ones, right? Like look at the bears, for example, they went with Nagy, they went with Trubisky. Like this is it for them. Like they, that, they, that's not right right now for Ryan Pace and for Nagy. Like they're on their last, like you don't get three strikes in this. You get, you get one. Like, and that's why I don't get about like why, how he's still there. Yeah. I mean, it's, Sorry, gotta, it's, it's got, no, you're good. It's just, it's gotta be just, the amount of time he's spent in the organization and uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Lurie just basically having the same issue that Howie has with not being able to let go of the old time veterans that have been around for a while, which that's in the GM role. That's essentially what Howie is. Like he wasn't a GM the whole time, but he has been with the Eagles for two decades now. Like it's, it's getting close to that. It's getting very close to that. Um, but I also thought there was an interesting tweet, um, from Derek Gunn. I don't remember the exact, the exact wording, but he was basically saying like what Joe was saying is the quarterback's gone, the head coach is gone, but like, it's still, we're still, there's a huge cloud over Philadelphia and that doesn't feel right. And that's so true. Like when you, when you get rid of a, of a quarterback that was supposedly the problem or the coach that was supposedly the problem, like the city kind of feels differently and it's like, okay, well we have a new regime coming in. Like I don't even think Eagles fans care that Nick Sirianni's the coach. Like no one's even like gotten into that yet. So well, especially it's, because it's it, so me, bizarre. And let me jump in here, not to interrupt you, but like, I think because of the, the flavor of how last year failed and how there was like, Oh, Jeff Lloyd, like kind of wants to pop in and have his say, and, Oh, Howie Roseman kind of has his say. And they didn't do their, themselves any favors with those press conferences, basically making it sound like, this is like the, the weirdest way of analogizing is like Catholicism, how like there's like the, the Trinity of like the father, son, and the Holy spirit type thing. Like I think they look at like coaching GM and ownership, like all is, it's all one. We're all one unit of the Eagles, if you will. But like, where it's like with everybody else is like, no, the coach is the coach, the GM is the GM and the, and the owner is the owner. Like, right. Like, and there's this, like, and there's like lines dr- like drawn out in the sand. I, I don't see them. And to your point, I think that's why people are just kind of like, what does it matter if it's your guy? Like the poor guy is like, is the Jack in the deck of cards. Like the King and the queen are still going to outrank him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like that. That's what this feels like. And, and let me just add. So I had this tweet up earlier with, with Zach Berman put up with uh, earlier was just the Eagles spent five draft picks to acquire Carson Wentz in 2016. They gave him a $128 million contract 20 months ago, right? Less than two years ago. And now they're taking a cap hit, the biggest one in NFL history, I believe, of $33 million, to basically get him off the books. And they got a third-round pick for that, and maybe a first, if, if but, a, but a second at worst after that, the year after, right? Like, so how, how does that and, – and Mike Vassilio was saying on, you know, today on, on the Fanatic, how basically it's like almost like basically you bought the stock at a certain price, now it's on the dollar, now so, it's pennies. 
Right? Like, that's how I feel. How's that, like, the guy who said, hey, let's do that in the stockbroker room? Like, how is he not fired? I mean, you're so you're you're really you're right in in the comment, but I do want to just clear something up um, because I've been seeing it all day and pretty much a couple months now. Yeah, we're in a terrible spot, and Howie has done some terrible stuff. Um, but like the whole you know worst cap situation in uh, like of all time, um, like that statement, that's literally just because of what time we're living in, like. Like everybody's getting paid insane amounts, and the guy that we messed up on is is that guy. Like every other four in the top five of that list, it's like Jared Goff, it's Matt Stout, it's all these guys that just left. Like it's like it that it's the money that's going on right now. I'll put it. I almost analogize it this way. It's like right, like if you get in a fight with your wife, right, like you're gonna do whatever it takes to, to for the kids, like the whole getup. Like there's a lot more on the line to 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 make it yeah. work. Whereas if it's like your second date and you're at the movies and like someone says something offensive no, I, and like but that's what I'm up. saying. That's what that's I guess what, my point is. I'm saying like, why couldn't they make this work? They couldn't, but they, but beyond that, it's like it's a big mess up. I'm I'm not saying it's not a big mess up. What I'm trying to outline here is if we put every single contract in terms of where they would be right now, I, there's no chance that that's the worst one of all time. That's all I'm saying. Like it's that is just being overused right now because it's Philadelphia and clear example of how everything gets twisted and turned in Philadelphia. Have you seen what everybody's saying about Carson Wentz now, by the way? Like, the Indianapolis Colts are, are Super Bowl favorites, and he's going to have a breakout year. Like, the, literally, the second he got traded, it all got flipped. He's the best quarterback of all time again. So, yeah, the, Colts are the, good. the city now drives like, me crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's interesting, for sure. I I feel like going back to the comment on Howie Roseman and Jeff, Jeff Lurie, I feel like they're almost like it's like a uh, it's like a Fortune 500 company that might perform well on the stock sheet, but internally they're just like there's toxic turmoil <laughs> everywhere. Um, it just yeah, I I don't know. I mean, for your sake, Chad and you know, Eagles fans, I yeah, hopefully they can turn something around. And uh, there's a long road. Yeah, the, the balance the balance sheet is off. The balance sheet is off. There's some insider <laughs> trading going on. Well, and I'm laughing at the chat. Well, what Joe was saying about Mac, he could, it, it, so Mac will be a free agent for the Colts, by the way. Um, thanks, Joe. Thanks for that. See, like this is what I love about the chat, like like helping us out here with these little tidbits. Um, but he says to the Eagles signing him and get hurt again. Um, and then, but what Brian was saying about yeah, you got to clean house, right? Like, and and, and I like what always what Dan was saying too about how like it's like quitting. your like here's I guess well actually let me ask you this because this is what they're saying. I'll kind of ask it to you guys in this analogy. Do you agree that, like, this idea that the Eagles moved on from Wentz because he wanted to move on and the whole get-up because they drafted Jalen Hurts, which, I okay, I get that whole take. But the, the the question being in the chat board be like, is this, like, quitting your day job and not having one to fall back on? Like, like is that, like, is Hurts the job you wanted? Is that a lateral move? Is that a vertical move? Like, where, like what do we see with that? Like, with his whole, like, with his whole stock? I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's, that's a tough question. I think he, I do think he showed enough last year um, that, like, what we have to remember is he played behind the same crappy offensive line that Carson Wentz played behind. Um, he played with the same crappy wide receivers that Carson Wentz played with. Um, so people are trying to make this case that he got worse in every game that he played in. 
which is fine. But if you go back to Wentz's rookie year, he started 4-0, and that team was rolling. And then we ended up finishing 7-9. So he only won three of the last uh, – terrible with my math here. <laughs> we won three games to finish the year after going 4-0. Oh. Sorry, it's been a long week. Um, no, it's, it's been a long day so, with all of it. <laughs> so, like a, like a quarterback in the rookie year, yeah, they're going to go through ups and downs. But I think he showed enough with, with the arm accuracy, with the arm strength, and with the running that lets you leads you to believe that if we have a good offensive line and some, some weapons around him – He's going to be a pretty good quarterback in this league. So I think we're in an okay spot next year. We're eating that money with Wentz, which is not good. But if he was on the team, we were eating that money anyway, and we would have had the same Wentz and Hurts debate all season long, which I hope this report about us bringing in somebody to uh, to push Jalen along is like – I hope it's not someone good. Like – it's a weird. It seems weird to say that, but if you're if you if you want him to get if you, you want him to be pushed, you want to be like Trubisky, would it? I don't know, but like if you want him to be pushed, that's fine. But don't, please, 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 don't start this whole drama that we just went through. Like, it, it's obviously was not good. It was not good. I don't know why we go right back into it. Well, and let me ask you. Oh, sorry, Zach. Do you have something? I was just gonna say. I think I feel like for the Eagles, it was a lateral move, but with but with upside, and I feel like with with Hurts. There isn't any baggage right now because he's so fresh in the Philly area, and with the team still, there is no, you know, conflict necessarily. And I think he has a, I think he has a pretty decent ceiling for you guys. I really do. I mean, he showed flashes last year. I know for me, I wasn't high on Hurts going into the draft last year because of some accuracy issues, but I mean, he seemed to have cleared those up for the most part. I'd say in his in his you know brief stint from this past season. So I think there's high upside in Philadelphia for him. There is a little bit of a flying by the seat of their pants flavor, though, that this Eagles, like, I don't know, like, there's just like, 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 Sirianni, like, I don't know, there's just something about this that just doesn't seem right, but, I mean, I don't know. Now, I will say this, can we just, and I, I want to play this clip real quick, you guys remember this one from, like, NFL Films, and I hate doing this, but um, for the audience, the one with Doug talking to John Lynch when the 49ers came to town the Super Bowl year, let me, let me run this, because... This is why I feel like it, you have to blame Howie Roseman 100% because not so much like, oh, like, Chad, remember that? Remember that when, like, all the vibes were good? Oh, but the way I look at it is I think to myself, how do you pull from Grace like that? You want to know who was at that game? You? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was there. I don't go to many Eagles games in person. I was, I, was, I was at that one. I think John would have been at that one, too. Yeah. I, it was a blowout. It was a blowout, and it was a rainy day, and oh, yeah, that's yeah. why I was there. I was supposed to be going down to a tournament. Tournament got rained out. Somebody from All-Star had tickets, didn't want to go sit in the rain. I was like, okay, well, I'll go sit in the rain in your season tickets, and took them for free, went to the game, and now that's going to be the game that haunts us for the rest of time because of that comment. And to that point, I'll, I'll, I'll roll the comment uh, for the fine audience. About a player, really, truly, until you get him in your building and you can work with guys. This kid's unbelievable. The way he prepares, the way he practices, and for this city, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. As long as we don't screw him up, right? <laughs> On again. Oh God, help us! That's just—it's like the foreshadowing. It's like Game of Thronesy, where it's like you're gonna make it out of the battle. I swear. And it's like, no, they're not. They're gonna get like a hatchet in the face, like at some point in the movie, like or the, the TV show. It's you know, it's. It's, it's, ah, uh, I don't know. I just think it, to me, I just look at it and 
I think it just to me put paints a picture of how different. Like, how does this happen? Like, you don't see this happen, Zach. Right? Like, a franchise court. Like, and I'm not even trying to pick on you, right? Like, you're looking right now at DJ, and it's like that's how fine tuning you are. It's like you're you're in that like the part of like making alcohol where it's like you're starting to get to the, the end of it where like you're looking at the color now, like the texture. It's like okay, like can we drink this? Like, right? Like, and but it's important. Like, that's how tight of a process it is, right? Like, so. I don't like. I don't know how you can just like how this. Ha- I just don't. I never. To me, this is one of the most bizarre trades I've ever seen as a sports fan. I know that sounds like an over dramatic take, and it's like clickbait, but I, I, I just the, all of it to me is just so vexing. If you told me two years ago that Carson Wentz wouldn't be an Eagle, I would have laughed and said there's like a zero percent chance, unless I was unless he had like a career-ending injury and like someone wants to take a flyer on him or something like that. Like, like there's no way. Yeah, it's definitely – it's interesting because, you know, I know my outlook on the Eagles always had Wentz, over, at least over the last couple of years, had Wentz as their franchise guy for another 10, 10 years or so. So it's definitely it's definitely a shock. You don't see it often, like you said. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a surprise. I mean, it's, you know, it's just a shame. And I think that if the Eagles would have equipped him with some better – a better offensive line or some better resources around him, I think he could have flourished. And I think there could have been many, you know, better years. But – uh like I said, I think I think they got something you know decent with Hertz, so we'll see. But it's it's a shock because it's like it's a short term relationship that had everything. It could have been you know the real deal, I guess. And and Chad, I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna roll two questions in at once. A compound question. One: How much does the media like like have a role in this this homicide, if you will, of Carson Wentz's career in Philadelphia? And two: I'm gonna pull up this tweet you saw the one we were talking about earlier when we were texting each other about Julio tweeted about how he said today is a great day for the Philadelphia Eagles. And John Marks, I thought, did a phenomenal job putting in his place and saying today's not a great day for the Eagles. You know, and, and this is what the tweet said: today's not a great day for the Eagles. Yes, moving on from Wentz needed to happen, and I'm happy it's over. But in all caps. This is an organizational failure. The trade doesn't change the fact that the team is old, expensive, and short on talent with a GM that nobody trusts. Like, right? Like, that's such a, a good spit. It's like, this is not a good day. This is like the person, like, if you did break up and all of a sudden you're like, your one friend's trying to pick you up off the mat and they're just like, you know, it, it, this is actually a good thing. You didn't need them. You didn't need them. You got this. You, it's your life. You got it. It's just like, everyone's just like, shut up. Like, you know, it's like, right? Like, that's what I kind of see with, like, the, the, it's not a great day. No, no, it was definitely. Uh, and he's got his hands are all over it. Like you know, what I mean, you know, so, Julia was tweeting all about Wentz. I'm sorry, not to cut you off, but really, like, how much, especially like, just WIP in general. And I loved what your tweet was, Chad, earlier, just going after him about this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, so like, it's here's here's where I was at today. Like, I wasn't mad. I told you guys that I wasn't mad. Like, again, we knew this was coming. If anyone was like super upset and, and pissed off about the trade, like. And you just weren't paying attention the past couple months. Like this was this was gonna happen. Uh, we had all the time in the world to prepare ourselves for it. Um, but it was just sad. Like like this was the guy we traded up to get. This was the guy that had an MVP like season, and uh, for all intents and purposes, took us to the Super Bowl. Like I know you know I know uh, Foles finished the job there, but but that. Football being the team sport that it is, number one team sport in, in all of sports, that team's confidence doesn't come unless Carson Wentz is the quarterback to start mm-hmm. that year and, and just built the, the team that he did. Like, that team was firing on all cylinders. They were a great group of guys. They were close. The The religion factor was a huge one on that team. Um, they were, they were like, Doug Peterson shared it. Ertz mm-hmm. shared it. Wentz shared it. Bradham shared it. Uh 
I believe Lane but Johnson. Like that was going on in the hotel pool, like on road games. Yeah. Like that's that's good stuff. Like yeah, like it was. It's they were just, Titan style bondage. They were all bonding like that entire season, and it it, it all stemmed from Wentz. So um, it was it was a sad day overall. Um, but yeah, you're right. I I I can't stand this, the media in in, in this city, um, especially <laughs> with especially ninety four one. Like all they do is trash every single athlete in this in this city constantly um but then when there's big moments like there are all today there are today they just bounce into this like we need to make everybody believe that we're the good guys kind of take and and put out stuff that would they should be coming from wip if they weren't the ones that were shitting on the guy nonstop. So, like I said, they were they went at Wentz for at least the last three months, but I'm going to say the last two years because that's what I've seen. Um, and then they put out a top five of Wentz's best throws while being an Eagle and said, thanks for giving us everything you had, Carson. We'll never forget that 2017 season with a trophy emoji. So my response was, did WIP really just tweet this? The radio station that outside of, and I tagged Ike Reese, completely destroyed Wentz's reputation is saying this question mark. Uh, you, you, you don't get to say shit like this. Not when you acted the way you did over the course of the last three seasons, disgrace, um, which is, is true. Like when you're acting like that, you don't just get to say like, sorry, I didn't mean it. Like you did mean it. And with a fan base as crazy as our fan base, when you start saying that stuff over and over and over again, the people that aren't so smart, and I'm sorry, like there is that, there are people in that fan base. There's people in every fan base. There's, there's smart fans. There's, there's, it's not smart is a bad word. There's fans that are super into the sport. Yeah. There's fans that are super into the sport. And there's fans that are just like, I'm a fan of the Eagles. <laughs> like, like that. And they don't know much about it. So when you just constantly say, like, the, 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 the quarterback that's supposed to be the franchise quarterback stinks and he's terrible and he's bad for the organization and he's a type a personality that only cares about himself over and over and over again and you feed into these stories that are just hand hand spoon fed to you by somebody that just doesn't like the guy in the locker room stop like it needs to stop at some point and i know i'm getting angry and frustrated but this is joe even for curse words chat In the chat, I love it. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, I, it's, I get it. It's it's really frustrating because it it all stems from these people coming at the best players in our city. It's happening to Joel Embiid. It's, it happens to Ben Simmons. It I I turned off Aaron Nola's press conference yesterday. Three questions into it because. The third one was literally asking him what his thoughts were on a six-man rotation um, to, to, to make sure that he was rested enough to begin the season. And he literally responded like, nobody's ever talked about a six-man rotation. I don't know where you got that from. And, yeah, I want to start 30, 35 games this year. Like, that's where it starts. Those stupid questions you make up just to fuel the fire. I hate it. It is a Philadelphia thing. And it just needs to stop. I'm sorry. That's and that's the rant. It's over. That's a hell of a soapbox. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, a little bit of applause. All right, Zach, do the encore. Let's let's get going. Uh, I was say, do you think do you think the the team feels a little bit of weight off their shoulders now? So now, like this media attack on their quarterback is is, is gone, and it's kind of like a a fresh slate, and the dust the dust is going to be settling soon with that. Do you think the team feels 
You know, I mean, they they probably do, but it's it's. I, I, it's I, can, sad, tell you, I can tell you firsthand that it's not going to well, stop. Well, I was about to say, let me let me chime in there. So there's two things, real quick. I want to throw a stat out there that I saw that was wild. That, did you see that? All the quarterbacks drafted in the first round between 2009 and 2016, none of them were on their original team. I guess That's now it might and Goff got moved on. But, but let me flip it back over to that. So you guys were saying, like, like Zach, you're saying, like, so the Eagles feel weight off their shoulder with, like, no more quarterback drama. Well, now all of a sudden you're hearing about this Justin's Field, Justin Fields thing. First of all, I love Joe. So, like, if you guys draft him, like, he might not be alive, like, that the rest of that <laughs> night like, as, a, as a loyal yeah. Eagles and Penn State fan. So, like, that, that can be really a be, thing. What's that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's There's really traction on Twitter about chat. I mean, I'll tell you, break, I'll tell you, uh, from the Eagles' perspective, chat, break that down for us. Like, because, you know, let me add one caveat just because I want, you know, like, so you don't have to go through, like, the generic taste it takes and all that stuff. My my spin on this is, all right, well, it's, it's mid-February, end of February. This is the exact time where if you're in that position where teams need, like, six is the perfect spot to trade up, like, and get a quarterback, right? Like, so... And I don't know, like, if, if I said to you guys, like, last week, hey, the Eagles need a quarterback at six, like, you guys are like, no, 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 you got like, offensive line help, like, defensive help, like, all that stuff. But they, like, I mean, but if I said, like, yo, did you hear that they want a quarterback? Like, no one would bat an eye at that. So it's interesting because it's, like, they're almost trying to get that stock up. It's, like, hey, by the way, I don't know, honestly, like, I got to look at the draft order, but, like, whoever's at, like, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, it's, like, you need a quarterback? Like, you need one? You sure you don't need one? Like, there's, like, there's Zach Jones, like, there's, there's Justin Fields, right? Like, so I'm not shocked by hearing all this, like, oh, by the way, like, they want Justin Fields. Not to mention, like, not to be clickbait material, like, just to entertain the hypothetical. If you had him and Hurts, it would probably be the same designed offense, right? Like, so it's not one of those things where it's like, what? Like, like Trubisky and Foles, where they're different types of guys, right? Like, so I'm throwing a lot at you guys, but I guess it makes sense of this whole Justin Fields thing. So, like, is there, like, do you believe it or is this just a smokescreen? Zach can go first. I've been dominating on, on like uh, first. Today. I no, I, I want you to because I mean you're more you're closer to this. Than I am. All right. So, well then, so then I have two. I have two things on that, and the first one is, see, I'm almost opposite of what you think here. Like, if you're going to go quarterback, you take like a Mac Jones because it's it's something different than you had. Like, if if you at six, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you can't uh, well, you can trade around to, to, to draft Zach Mac Jones. Jones. Oh, no, at least it. Wait, no, the, kid from the, Alabama? Alabama, the Alabama quarterback. Oh my God! No. Uh, okay, well, both okay, the guys. Right, both, please, I'm sorry. Go ahead, both, please. Both the guy from BYU and uh, Justin Fields are the same exact quarterback as Jalen Hurts. So if Jalen Hurts and his offense aren't working, why the hell would an, a, another guy that's his same height and his same weight throwing inaccurate passes, which is his mo, um, like? Why would you do that? It's it's a mobile quarterback that doesn't throw the ball well to receivers. Like Justin Fields was great at Ohio State. That's because Ohio State has the best damn recruits in the Big Ten. So they win every every game that's played in the Big Ten because they have the best recruits in the Big Ten. And then and their team's so good. Look at all yeah, the but, other guys around in the NFL that are Ohio State Pro Bowlers like, and they're not quarterbacks. But his but the, the, but the, the, his his struggle was being accurate. So, like, it's the same exact thing. You'd be drafting the same quarterback to replace the quarterback that shouldn't even be replaced. You should see what he has. Give him a year to see what he has. But beyond that, I also don't even think we're going to take a quarterback. Like, that's my second point. I don't. I think this is, again, I just said in my last rant was that this the media just gets thrown information and 
spoon-fed information for them to put out, and they put every single piece of it out. I swear to God, other other um, cities, that's the word I was looking for, other cities who have reporters just like us, they will get information, they will look at it, they will try to decipher if it is good information or not, and they will pick and choose what they're putting out. Philadelphia puts out every single piece of information. Natalie Egan office started getting sources. Like, not everybody can have sources, Kieran. It's you know that. On the Bears thing. Yeah, but not everybody can have sources. Like, who are the source? Who are the sources if if they're giving information to every single media member in the city? They don't have sources. They have people within it, the organization that are telling them things that they are trying to see. No, not even hearing. I really think it's people in the organization. Like they're giving the, 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 the media information, knowing they'll throw it out to the fans so they can get a quick gauge on how good or how bad it's going to be. Like if I'm not saying they're going to listen to the fans, but if every single fan is like, no, Justin Fields, screw that. I highly doubt they would draft Justin Fields. If like some of the fan base was like, eh, like I could get behind that. Yeah, I can I see like how he dropping Justin Fields. Like it's, it's a terrible, like they need to vet what is being said to them. They have to start doing it. And journalism, we went through this. I We yelled about this on our last show. There are ethics in journalism. Start to use them, please, and thank you. We're trying. <laughs> Loosely. I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, but, I mean, right, Zach, let me ask you this, right? Like, where are you with this whole idea of being in the Giants position, right? Like, because I almost – I'm not trying to pick on you here. Like, you were in the Kyle Murray camp, right? So, like – I'm almost going to spin this in like, yeah, Jalen Hurts is like the Kyler, like Sirianni and and, uh, and Jalen Hurts could maybe be like what, like what you thought the Cardinals could have been with, or and can be maybe with Cliff and, and Kyler Murray, right? Like, like is that a hot, is that a hot clickbait take, or is like, where, like, where are you with that? Well, I mean, I think, I think I don't, I don't think Jalen Hurts is as good as Kyler Murray. I mean, Kyler Murray at one point was like an MVP conversation midway through the season, um, but I could see, yeah, I mean, I think they could be. Cliff and Kyler Jr., you know, and then see how it goes this, this first year. Um, I think they have they have possibility. Like, you know, it's, there's potential there. I think Sirianni, you know, he's kind of going under the radar, and I think he might be better than what some people think, you know, so. Yeah, I, like, that's that's the other thing. I've never, like, Chad, you kind of mentioned, like, no one's talking about Sirianni. Oh, no. Like, not, no one even knows he's our coach. <laughs> and, like, like Doug was, like, a little bit. Sorry, what was it, Zach? Say, even, like, his press conference, which wasn't, like, anything to write home about, but, like, I feel like the Philadelphia media could have tore him up for his press conference and they didn't because they were so focused on this Wentz and that exactly. opera, you know? So well, no, like, I think he's, yeah, we'll see. No, that's it. Let's, um, top point. Let's see. Uh, let's, let's just spin the wheels a little. Let's get the, the show rolling here. We'll, we'll, we'll segment transition. Um, you know, it's funny. Like we were saying before, um, I love Ian's suggestion on this with, uh, that we were saying that they suggested yesterday is a good segment idea. a talking point for the show, but, we're talking about all the different and cool things um, that, you know, like in, in traditions in sports and, you know, that whole get up. So let me ask you this. What would you say is one of the coolest, if not the coolest tradition in sports, in your opinion? And what, which is, um, eh, let's, let's go. It's overrated. You, you can do without it. I'll say Zach, you want to go first? <clears throat> yeah. So I think my, one of my favorite traditions, this one popped into my mind because we're kind of getting in the golf swing here. Well, maybe not Northeast, but at least the tournaments, they're starting to heat up with some big name players is the, uh, the master's opening ceremony where um, 
right before the opening tee time, like right bright early in the morning, you know, just uh, Jack Nicholas, Gary Player, and then it used to be Arnold Palmer, rest in peace. Uh, they they go out and they hit the opening tee shots, you know, right before the first you know actual tee time is. And what's really cool is like it's it's early in the morning. It's like seven a.m. Maybe even earlier. I don't know. But it's around seven a.m. And like there's hundreds of people there, like to watch these guys tee it off. And really? Yeah. And what I think is really cool is like. Those were players that none of us really were able to watch growing up. Like maybe when we were really young, like late 90s, early 2000s, they would make a random appearance. Like I know Arnie played in the early 2000s a little bit, but um, you don't, you know, we hear about how great those guys were. We see highlights and everything, but you see like if they're in their like early 80s and they're striping the ball down, it's just, it's just so cool to see, like, you know, relive a little bit of history of the greatest ever play the game. So plus Augusta National, too, with that. Yeah, there's so many things at the Masters tournament, like with tradition. But to me, that's the coolest because you get to see kind of the uh, the legends of the game, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, it's just fun. Now, what about overrated? Or oh, you could do without? One I could do without, I think it's the worst thing in the world, is the Hall of Fame game. Like this, like this, like the first week of preseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, all, game. It's, all, it's all four stringers. Yeah, literally. Like I, I remember, it was like what was it? Like five years ago, the Giants were in the Hall of Fame game against I think the Bills or something, and I actually got excited to watch it because oh, it's first football in six months, whatever. You know, Giants are in it. I put it on and I watched like the first half. I was like, this is extremely irrelevant because none of these guys are even going to make the team. Cool <laughs> and everything, and like the whole Canton and Hall of Fame stuff is great, but like, why do you need to have a fifth preseason game? For these, and you got teams? Al Michaels on the call, Eli Manning. Just have it. Just have the Hall of Just have the Hall of Fame game be one of the first preseason. Like it, it doesn't right. have to be a whole week early. It doesn't be special. Yeah, like just, Let's just do it. And and if you want it to be special, it's still preseason. If the other games start on Thursday that week, have the game. Have the Hall of Fame game be Wednesday or Tuesday. Right. Like exactly. no one's going to care. It's the preseason. The starters are going to play a, a possession anyway. And it's and so they didn't play at all in that game. <laughs> I was gonna say it's so won. funny too because every time you see the commercials like mid July when you're just like so horny for football and then you're just like do, 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 to your Falcons, <laughs> like you know, like Texans or whatever, like all fan game. You're just kind of like, oh yeah, and it's like you turn it <laughs> on. You're like, oh man, that shop's not even dressed like for the but Falcons. It, like it, yikes! It, like it, like it's like I, that. I yeah, will I mean, say what's fire, but. I will say what's great about about that game, um, but it's just Chris Collinsworth and himself is like it, he's no different in that game than he is in, in like the fourth quarter of a regular season game where everything like it's all on the line. Like he'll be talking about like someone that that played like Division three lacrosse and be like, "Ah, oh, well, this guy's a gamer. You're <laughs> just like oh, that is a competitive dude on the gridiron." It's like, oh, wow, what a take. He played against, against Blue Mountain State last year. <laughs> exactly. um, about to, all right, so, I'll, you know, I'll go, I'll, you know, I'll go next here. If you know, okay, so you were saying, Chad, you felt like you were going a lot, so I'll, tell, I'll, 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 I'll self-center myself for a little bit now because you know, I don't do that enough. Um, all right, but, all right, I'll go with mine. Um, and, you know, and I, I always just like this. You know, I think hockey culture in general, of course, I might Philadelphia accent to that, but, um, I, I just, just in general, have always enjoyed uh, the hockey culture, right? And, and obviously, at the end of a series, they do the handshake in the playoffs, uh, which I always love. I just feel like it's been, a, it's, it's just a cool tradition. Um, and then you spice those. I'll just double off real quick on the thing I hate the most: the Pro Bowl. 
So, any meaningless football game to me is sucks. So, like, there's my well, that sucks, but that's a good one. Um, but yeah, no, a handshake for me for hockey. And it's funny, Chad, I got the graphic up from shaking hands because yours is the hockey circuits too, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right. We don't not to yeah. pause or anything. We don't see that many handshakes anymore. I mean, obviously with COVID, but even pre-COVID, like you don't see that often in sports that much anymore, right? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. people out hugs and and you know yeah. they're dapping each other up, all that kind of jersey stuff. swaps, lots of jerseys, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, no. So, mine, yeah. Sticking with hockey, the one that the one that I like the most, um, tradition wise, is is playoff beards. Like, I, I, I don't know what about it. Like, I guess it's because I, I constantly grow out a beard. Um, but like, it's just it's so cool to me that these guys will play a full season, um, and then shave themselves completely bare. And, and just grow it out for however long um, they're in the playoffs. And then by the time the Stanley Cup rolls around, you have at least like six, seven guys from each team that have beards like down to there. Like, oh, it yeah, is, lumberjack beards. Yeah, like it is. It's like so Portland cool hazy IPA beards. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, beards. Yeah. So it's, it's to me, like that, I think that's just really cool. And, and it's like a, it's a whole sport thing. It's not like two teams do it and like you, you have to wait for them to make the Stanley Cup like, or make the playoffs. Um, it, it, like every single team does it, like at least a couple guys on every team. So I think that's awesome. Um, the one that I really don't like um and i actually was talking about this at work today with a couple co- co-workers trying to decide what's something i don't like um and it's it's gotta be baseball having the uh the, the meeting at home plate every single game of every series like <laughs> i i get it for the first game of the series because you might you may need to like, go over the ground rules for that specific stadium if one of the two co- or not one of the two coaches, if the opposing coach has never been there before and just doesn't know and has to like tell the rest of the team. But at this point in time, like these guys all understand ground rules and like the stadiums aren't that much different and nothing really changes that much unless you're down in Tampa Bay and you have those stupid catwalks that if it hits it, it's a foul ball. Um, but beyond that, like that was supposed to be like, you know, back in like 1918 where they had to like exchange the lineup card and they didn't have social media. Like now I know the lineup an hour before the game. So I'm, I'm damn sure the other opposing team knows the lineup. Like you don't need to, to sit there and, and exchange lineup cards. Um, so it's, I don't know. It just seems weird and, and, and outdated. Well, and I love what the chat was saying too, to keep in the baseball circuits, but they were saying was they love the tradition of uh, the all-star game. And, and make it some ballpark food, some hot dogs and stuff at home watching the game. The All-Star, like, the MLB All-Star games, like, it's that point, I feel like it's one of the only fun, like, all, like this is the only good All-Star game. Yeah, well, I mean, that's why the Pro Bowl line that sucked. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're able to they're able to try without getting hurt. That's that's pretty much what yeah. it comes down to. Like, like basketball, I, I get it. Like, there's not much risk of injury. Um, but, but there like, still is. And yeah, like, if you're, if you're running full speed, you, you as much as they run full speed in that sport, like, you could roll an ankle, you could, you could tear, pull anything like in your leg, like all of that stuff is bound to happen. And then like we saw it with Embiid and LeBron, like the smallest push when you're up in the air as a big man, you come down hard and that can mess up something in your body, like for a long time. Um, how cool would it be real quick at the Pro Bowl was like, instead of like MLB, how like it used to be with the all-star game, how like home field with the world series was determined, you know, how they're going to probably do the 17th game thing. 
where like it's gonna be like like they should do whoever wins the Pro Bowl who has a home game that year, the next year. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I still don't think people would try. No, like that, there's so much on the line for them, and like you're, you're never going to get those guys to tackle each other the right way in that game. Like, yeah, Sean, yeah. Sean Taylor was like the only guy to ever do it. Mm-hmm. All right, Boston. Let's you know Let's let's just kick it back into the baseball circuits, though. Um, you know, speaking of all star games and all that, you know, we'll, uh, spring training's first, right? So, um, yeah. I mean, so pitchers and catchers. I mean, it's like I'm excited, but it's just I'm looking out the snow right now, so it's like it's hard to. But, um, but you know, pitchers and catchers reported for for most teams. Uh, I mean, there's a little bit of baseball. I mean, we don't have to obviously jump in to do a whole segment. Like, so guys, who's going to win the World Series this year? No, but like. Well, we'll do a little house cleaning. I mean, Chad, it's been a weird day. I mean, and not really a great one for you guys with, with Wentz being traded and then JT uh, Real Muto fracturing his thumb um, for the fills. Although it looks like he's ready for opening day. Yeah, so. you learn when that happened, Karen. When? Five days ago. Did it really? So that just proves to my point that these guys know absolutely nothing in the city and they get spoon-fed information that people within organizations want them to hear because if somebody – like the best catcher in baseball that we just re-signed fractures his thumb five days ago and we don't figure out until today, that's got to tell you something. Mm-hmm. has to tell you something. Sorry. No, that's – I'm done with my ranting now on that. No, 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 no. You're good. Oh, you're right. <laughs> no, and, and, and Zach, I'm sure there's a little caveat of like how they're not – like reporters also aren't at these practices as much and, and – well, I mean, I'm obviously going to ask for a like it's, it's all virtual, right? It's a, we're Zooming for everything. So I think that – not that I'm defending them at all, God no, but but I would give them at least that caveat. Yeah, I mean it's definitely different for sure. Uh, but you know, it's their also their job to you know maybe have some relationships and build relationships yeah. with these players, right? To maybe get a little inside scoop or like, hey, how you feeling today? Like, whatever. Yeah, right. So you know. Um, but I'll tell you something. Zach Clickbait, uh, Fernando Tatis got paid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big time. Uh, that's huge. But, you know, let me, uh, I hate asking this as the first question in this whole thing, but I did see, like, a tweet that maybe it, it did make me think about it. It was, like, him being, I think, what, the 27th out of, what, 30 markets in baseball for San Diego. It was just kind of like, that's not good for baseball. He's probably the best player in the game, maybe besides, like, Trout or, like, whatever, right? Like, but um, I don't know. Like, A, does that even matter, like, that like that whole take? And B, like, is it true if it does matter? Uh, wait, I don't really think it matters too much. What's the question? I'm sorry, I like got lost there. No, you're good. That was a lot there. No, basically saying like I saw a tweet saying that Tatis being, you know, basically signed this long term deal for, you know, God knows. I'm trying to look at like how deep it will be. Um, 14 years, yeah. So 14 years. Yeah. So 14 year deal. Uh, and basically saying like if he's on the 27th out of 30 like teams in the market, like if you will, like, you know viewership like how's that good for baseball their stars one of like the most least marketable teams uh, if you will yeah no i think that's completely wrong um because of one the amount of good players on his team like he's not the only guy on the team um so that mixed with the like i said this yesterday i don't think i said it to you guys but i said another group message i'm in we're about to witness a damn good rivalry. Like the Padres, Dodgers the Dodgers. rivalry. Yeah, like that is There's going C5. to be. Alex would love that. It started I, I to heat up. I feel that, being a SoCal yeah. guy. Like it started to heat up last year. It is just going to intensify even more as the years go on. A lot of those guys from both teams are locked up for a long time. So they're just going to be going at each other for years and years and years. 
And people are saying the Padres are never going to win that division. They'll win that division. Like the, the Dodgers have been the long stay in that division for years, but like they're getting to that point now where like they're signing, they're doing the Eagles routine, signing guys for one year, Trevor Bauer, um, signing guys for one year, just to come out there and win while having some other older guys or sorry, other guys that are going to grow on their team that are pretty good at Mookie Betts, like that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. The Padres are going to contend for this uh, this division. They're going to win it. Like it, maybe not this year, but down the line. So it is going to be very fun to watch those two duel it out out there. Yeah, I think it's the same like saying, oh, Patrick Mahomes signed in Kansas City or Aaron Rodgers signed in Green Bay. Like it's not necessarily – it's not like New York or L.A., but like they're still – you know, it's still all good, you know. So I, I, I agree. I think it's – it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I like that. That's a good take. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you real quick, you guys pump for the Tahoe games in the, the NHL? But I feel like we, we don't do, and we'll get to this, if I keep like poking my head too, like during the show, watching the Flyers see how they're doing. Um, but the Tahoe games should be fun this week, right? Or weekend, I should say. It, it looks really cool. Um, I mean, I think playing in like that, that scenery it would be incredible. It's unfortunate that there can't be any, fan, any fans there. Um, you know, but but I think it's it's exciting. You know, Saturday you got uh, the Avalanche against the uh, against against Vegas, uh, Golden Knights, and you got obviously Sunday Flyers Bruins. So some top ranked teams in their division playing each other. It does. So it should gorgeous. be great hockey. It's on my bucket. Have you guys been there before? No, it's on my bucket list to go there. Jay's been there a few times. Yeah, it looks amazing. Oh no! You, apparently, you can experience all four seasons in a day. Like, you can go to the beach, you can go skiing. Like, it's you can go hiking. Like, it's cool. Like, you know, it's like you can do the whole get up. Yeah, that, that, that's that's really cool. No, I mean, it's. I think the whole concept of playing hockey outside is, is really is really cool. I'm glad they do it. You know, once a year. Yeah, and and a little, also let's look at the standings real quick too. So it, obviously, the divisions are a little bit different. With like the you got like the central, you got the east, mm-hmm. and you got like the north, which is like the Canadian, and I guess the west. Um, Florida's winning, like leading the central right now. I mean, and then in Chicago, which is like, just like, what, like what world are we living in all of a sudden? Like, Hey, do you know the Panthers and the Blackhawks are tied for uh, the, the central lead? And of course, cause you know, uh, everyone knows Miami's in the central part of America, but anyway, um, and, and then the East, right. Uh, Boston's been cooking. The Islanders are obviously really good. The Flyers are on a little bit of a hiatus, which, you know, Chad, I'm, I'm okay with because they'll have games in hand to, to make up, but you know, it's that point, uh, Washington's playing well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then obviously they'll be in the top. So to that point, they'll be playing the was the Bruins, I believe, right? Uh, pull yeah. Up, let me pull up the schedule real quick. So yeah, so the Tahoe games are going to be yeah. So the Bruins and the Flyers are playing at three on Sunday, and then uh, the Avalanche and the Golden Knights are playing three o'clock on Saturday Eastern time. That is, um, and then real quick, pull up the other side of the standings. And Zach, I want your Sabres taking a second here on this too. Um, but real quick, pulling up the other side, you got the Canadian or, or AK the North. Um, with Toronto leading, which, you know, it's not a total shock. Montreal's a pretty team, though. They're really good. And then out West, Vegas has been just really good, I mean, honestly, since their inception in the league. And then St. Louis has rallied after, you know, a tough year um, after their Stanley Cup run. And then, you know, like, so, and Colorado looks pretty good. Obviously, they're, they're one of the favorites from the Stanley Cup. So what do you guys make of this whole year? And, and Zach, first year, I'm gonna, I want you to take this first. As a Steelers fan, it's your first year. Like, what are you feeling about your spot and just this whole NFL chase or NHL? Jeez, I can't talk. NHL chase in general. No, I'm loving the chase for sure. Uh, I'm a little, it's I'm a little I'm frustrated because with all COVID protocol issues the Sabers had, they been able to play for over two weeks. And I mean, while we weren't hot by any means, we were four four and two. Oh, we, at one point we were four three and two. I guess. I mean, 
mean, it's so early in the season, so it's kind of irrelevant. But we were up to fifth in the Eastern standings. Like, we, we were in, the, in the, the thick of it, which, and we still aren't out of it by any means. But I thought we had some pretty good mojo going. And then, you know, that happened the two over two week uh, hiatus happened. And then our first two games back, we lost 3 1 and then 3 0 to the Islanders. So, and we, we're losing 1 0 right now. So, we've kind of came back extremely flat. We still don't have all the players back, but, uh, you know, not, not making excuses. I think the team, you know, uh, playing, he's only scored, I think, two goals this season, which is, which is interesting. But he gets like one or two assists every game. So, he's always involved. But uh, I don't know, our defense, like Rasmus Dalini, I know he's everyone thinks he's supposed to be amazing, but he's kind of not really doing anything for me, at least as a first-year fan. So we'll see. I mean, the team's young, and there's a lot of guys, you know, that are on a contract year. So I don't know how long this team really will be together. I really like the Taylor, Taylor Hall edition. I think he's I think he's really been um, – Yeah. I think he's really been vital for, other, for us this year. But, again, one-year deal. So I don't, I don't know if he'll even be around – you know, longer than a cup of coffee, as you like to say, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's been, it's been fun, though. I really, I actually do look forward to the games. It's a nice little break up to the work week, you know. Um, enjoying it, for sure. like the team a lot. It's just uh, I'm just frustrated because of the hiatus that there was. Welcome to our world, buddy. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but also, I was going to say, but do you guys want to punt show versus streets on next week? I feel like all we're going to do is talk about like, Carson Wentz and like ugly football vibes, which we basically did like a 45 minute like debrief on anyway. <laughs> Unless you guys I, felt something, you can do it. I have, I have a good, I have a good little mini story to tell you. Oh, I'm, I'm down for that. Story so, time with Chad, eh? You, you know, my, my little, uh, uh, I don't even know what the right word is, but, uh, how I hate minus one Oh five bets. Sure. Yeah. Cause in the know, betting world. Yeah. They, they never hit. Yeah. So anyway, um, I, I'm in a I'm in a group message with a couple of my, couple of my friends, and it's it's all it's all for betting. And um, I believe <laughs> FanDuel had a boost um, that was DJ uh, Bryson, Kepka, and Spieth all to make the cut, and they boosted it up to plus two hundred. But I could see yeah. right next to the plus two hundred that it started at a minus one hundred five. So they're all like, dude, we got to take this. Like, they're all going to make the cut. Like, there's no, there's no way they don't make the cut. And I saw the minus 105, and I'm like, guys, I need you to believe me here. Minus 105s don't hit. Like, they don't hit. They're cursed. I don't know what it is. They don't hit. And they immediately spewed back to me, like, well, here's the statistics on minus 105. It's actually a 52.6% chance to hit. And I'm like, okay, take it. Take it. Go. Have fun. Take it. Bracing to Shambo. Yeah. Plus four, tied for 108 out of 120 after day one. And you only get one other day to make the cut. So he's going to have to, you know, have at oh, least. Oh, wow, going to have to go at least minus four tomorrow, I'd say, to make the cut. Have a shot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's oh, wild. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, I, I saw that and I was salivating at it, too. I didn't take it, but I was like, man, that sounds really good. But I'm telling you, Zach, minus 105s. Yeah. There are, it, it is insane. I don't know what it is about that line. It's just terrible. It's it's like the it's like yeah well we're closer to even up now so try to get everyone to take it. But. Well, I'll say speaking of lines, have you guys seen the the fighting lines this weekend? I have no. Zach, hype it up! Come on, this is gonna be fun stuff. I'm so excited. We got a little, Chad. This is huge. We talked about obviously on on Tuesday. Well, we'll fight night coming up this weekend. Yeah, we got uh, yeah we got Sonny the Bronco Canto, pride of uh, South Philly. He's out in Vegas taking on Waldo uh, Cortez. 
and uh, a heavyweight fight, a little four-round action, a little four-rounder. Uh, I think you said it's around, what, 8 p.m. Eastern time mm-hmm. on ESPN+. Plus. I'm going to look so, and see this line right now, Vandal. In the, uh, in the top rank uh, boxing circuits, so... It's cool, yeah. Uh, Sonny's six and zero. I believe Waldo's seven and three or six and three. So um, you know, it's it's been quite a while since Sonny last fall. I think I think it's been I think it's been almost a year, Karen. Uh, yeah, it's been. They, a... they, they were supposed to fight last June, I believe, and uh, obviously COVID stuff and other things. Happened. So yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, local guy. We had him on our show. Great. Oh, I'm you know, so pumped for this. Great dude. Yeah, even better boxer. So it's uh, it's it's pretty cool and. Uh, Wish them all the best. Best of luck, of course. The third down music might be cooking on uh, on that fight. Like trying to look and try to see. This although, yeah, and although he's a righty, his his left hook is monstrous. Remember, he tell us that. Remember? Yeah. So uh, and we watched the highlights. So <sighs> Waldo's got a long night or a short night, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pumped. I'm yeah. so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was his birthday this week, so we gotta give him a shout out. Happy birthday. Uh, it's also Emily's sister Nicole's birthday too. So a lot of birthdays today. Or, or well, I guess Sunday's was earlier this week, but it's it's a birthday week. Yeah, well the vibes. So everyone, you know, hope everyone has a happy birthday there. Um now let me ask you this. So if he wins, like what like what does that mean in the fighting world, Zach? Like hmm. is seven and like is that like a I really don't know how to ask this question. Like, is, I was about to say, is like seven or no? Like, is it matter about like who you beat, or is it like, is it about how many wins you have? Like, kind of like, what does that mean? Like, if he wins this one, is it like, yo? Like, because obviously we're talking about he spars with Tyson Fury and stuff like that. Like, there's so like, I'm just excited to like see his road. Like, what would be next if he won this one? Yeah, I think he's he's still fairly young in his professional career. You know, usually you see a lot of like title fights or contender fights with at least fifteen, you know, wins. Um, it could be different now, though. I don't know the top rank system as well as, as others, but uh, you know, I it depends on who he beats and how many wins he has. Long story short, so I think because this is a four round fight and not a twelve rounder, which is a cool deal, um, I think he still has several wins he has to have to get into like those contender um, type shots, you know. But he's making his way for sure. So he, and he's still. And usually, like a boxer's prime, like I mean, you know, you're you're probably gonna be depending on how you know how if you're Mike Tyson, your prime is when you're 18, so basically 30. But um, I think Sonny is really hitting his prime right now. He's in mid 20s, so yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you, before we wrap things up, too, I saw you posted this, and that's like end the show on a sour note. But um, but Zach, it does suck that was it 20 years ago? Dale Earnhardt passed away. Yeah, I was actually trying to bring that up as we end the show, so you oh, have my mind. There you go. Hi, man. Hey, yeah. that's that, we got chemistry, baby. I know that's right. Twenty years ago, yeah, I remember where I was. I remember everything about that day. And it just sucks, right? I mean, like, oh, obviously it sucks. Like, there's like it's a very it's like new shit. Like, like, like I mean, it's just it's a horrible. Like, I, like you said, I, it's weird. I don't I don't know anything about NASCAR, but I, at the same point, I remember like kind of pausing and be like, Oh my God. Like, I think asking like my dad too, like do people die in like NASCAR? Like, you know, like, the, is that normal? Like it wasn't normal. Like I remember my parents like telling me it wasn't, you know, it's like, it's crazy. Like when you actually think about all that, it's just like, yeah. Oh my God. <clears throat> yeah. It's sad for sure. Like his mentality that he brought to that, that sport was incredible and just his dominance is like it's rare and uh oh sorry yeah. i was gonna add you saw what his, his dale Earnhardt jr said like this is what i love and like this is what i think is so cool about his son's legacy is like how he took what his dad's man and zach you can speak this way more as a nascar guy like like he took his dad's mantle and like he says he wouldn't have been the racer without his dad and, like that's what like puts a smile on my face just like knowing that you know what i mean like it's um 
I don't know. I just like to me. I just look at it. It's like it's it's cool seeing that happy, if you will, like like it's the light that shines through it, like with his son and stuff. And like I don't know. Yeah, it's cool. And I don't know if, if you saw. I think it was on Sunday. Yeah, it was Sunday. They uh, ESPN did an E60 on like the legacy of Dale Earnhardt and how it wasn't even fully about uh, his racing, but it was more about like the safety aspects of NASCAR ever since he passed away. So he, he's the last NASCAR racer to ever to pass away during a race because of the safety precautions, like everything. Right, well, and Darren talked about that. Remember when we talked about that on the show when he came on about like mm-hmm. all the different, like, I mean, the amount of like lives have been saved. I'm sure and he's the racing saving away. You're right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and I'm looking at the chat. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, Zach, uh, did everyone, did we all curse tonight? Did I curse? I don't remember. I don't remember. I thought that. you did right out of the gate, but I could have been wrong. Uh, no, no, you said damn it. So that's like that's not like cursing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's like a foul. That's a foul tip. It's like that's nothing. Like that's like, 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 like <laughs> that's my knuckles. Yeah, at <laughs> Shanahan, that was something. That's a two fifty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No more demerits here. <laughs> I know. God. I mean, did I just ruin the moment with like bringing up something like that? <laughs> God help us. That was. Oh yeah. All right. All right. We got. Let me let me salvage this moment here and into that point as we. Work towards the weekend. We'll have some cool stuff. And to that point, we're talking more about Sonny's fight. So we'll have, um, we'll replay that interview too. So we'll repost all this stuff um, on social media, just kind of give everyone a heads up on that. If that was a really fun interview. I mean, I was obviously earlier back in the fall um, this past year, but, but to that point, um, if you follow us on social media, Spotify and iTunes for all the audio episodes, but but more so obviously just check us out on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit at underscore get sidetracked. Um, and then the site www.get-sidetrack.com and we'll give you the whole rundown on the, the interview with Sonny and like we'll obviously be, you know hyping all that up and all sorts of cool stuff and content uh, the, over the weekend so yeah so cool stuff there and then uh, yep go to Twitch for video episodes heart to the left uh, for the follow and subscription to the right for you for the Amazon Prime I'm trying to always find different ways to like make it like kind of fresh to be like hey, by the way like do it you know but but <laughs> But to that point, uh, maybe you're not a Twitch person. Maybe you're a YouTube person. That's free. So yeah, I don't even have to sell that. You know, all you have to do is hit the subscribe button um, and get all sorts of cool highlights and cool stuff with the show. So check that out. And then, you know, I, they're not Colts colors, but uh, they're, they're kind of blue and white. <laughs> uh, but you can check us out at the Sidetrack store uh, for all the cool merchandise. I don't know why. Like, I was teasing the Colts there. It's just, you know, we're talking about tonight. Uh, they're also giants, you know, kind of in a sense, right, Zach? You know, blue and white, and I mean, they're, they're, yeah, more, sure. they're honestly like more like '90s Marlins, like like early Marlins, like Jeff Conai Marlins, like a little bit with like the teal and the. I, I don't know, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, but oh, Jeff, Aaron, this is fun. All right, hold on, I have one more idea. Oh, I, I love this. So you know how we want to go out to Lambo next year? Of course. Um, I think we bring your your Lambo shirt that you designed. And we get my death taxes of Monte Adams touchdowns design on T-shirts, and we just bring a massive amount and either sell them for cheap, which technically I think that's illegal to do around a stadium, or just give them out and like like just grow have a T-shirt party. Yeah, like just grow our brand, but also mm-hmm. just like. I really want that death tax to Devontae Adams touchdown. Oh, to to Let's I need that, that to stick. Like he is such a good. It's so, like he. It's he's the guy that does it. He scores every every game. Zach, mm. this is such an offline thing to ask you, but like, let's just do it on the show for fun. 
do you think Kelly would be able to like design some type of like like the way like he like held like held the ball up to Rogers like like he did like a death tax oh, like and yeah. she like did like the draw because she's so talented. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. If we gave her the picture, we're like, yo, can you like kind of do like your thing with this and like like make a graphic out of this? Like that would be so worth the money. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, and then you're not you're not breaking any copyrights there because you're making a drawing out of a picture. Exactly, and, and she's go. so good. So like, we're talking about that. I love <laughs> right. this. Uh, all right, awesome. All right, but to that point, um, this is why I'm going to wrap up another week here. You know, getting through February, uh, we're, we're surviving the snow. Uh, but one thing I want for the chat, it was a lot of fun. We had a ton of viewers, a lot of the chat was great tonight. Um, really appreciate everyone, and it was it was so much fun just you know talking about all the stuff with the NFL world, and then you know obviously all the miscellaneous stuff with like with, with baseball, etc. But but um, but yeah, we want to just we'd love hearing from everyone. We just and we'll I guess see everyone in the living room at Monday seven o'clock and. One more announcements, Chad. We'll, we'll, I'm gonna almost like kind of tease it at that, but yeah, we'll we'll get to all that. So just like I said, check us out on social media, um, and we'll see everyone in the living room at seven o'clock on Monday.